a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. Contend Capable acknowledges the indigenous people on the land on which we record this podcast, the Tarongarong people. We offer our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Sovereignty was never ceded. Welcome to Content and Capable, where a viewing of She's the Man and Hairspray leads me to the conclusion that Amanda Bynes would have been cast in Pitch Perfect if it wasn't for, like, everything else that would happen to Amanda Bynes post those two movies. I agree. <laughs> that woman can sing. That woman can dance. That woman has skills and range. What you don't understand is all of that was actually after um, the biggest piece that she ever did with her career, which was All That, which was a kid sketch show on Nickelodeon. (laughs) Listen, it taught a generation comedy. Like, all that was peak Amanda Bynes, and then everything else was just (laughs) post-credits. Of course she had to go to jail. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. She wasn't going She was too successful to jail. You're too successful. Straight to jail. Overcooked chicken. Also straight to jail. <laughs> Coincidentally, also straight to jail. Sorry. Host a podcast. Straight to jail. <laughs> Shit. Are you everyone in our lives right now? <laughs> we really do become the most insufferable people once we start podcasts oh because we just can't shut up about it. <laughs> It started off and it was like, we have to talk about it all the time because no one's going to listen. And then we had a yeah. week or two where things kind of got very big very quickly. And Maya and I got really quiet because we got a little <laughs> like, it was crazy to go from zero to 100 so quickly. And then we pretty quickly got used to that level of success. And then we were right back to talking about it. <laughs> Any edit to that, Maya? Or did I pretty accurately no. explain June? <laughs> One of our first reels. <laughs> Our first couple reels got like 500 views and Grant was so stoked about it. He was like, they all got 500 views. Isn't that nuts? And now he's like, oh my God, that one barely hit 5,000. like, delete it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... um. <laughs> this entire podcast, when we started it out, was really just a fun social experiment to see how long you can guilt trip a group of friends. And then after they've stopped listening, how long until they tell you, because we see the downloading numbers. <laughs> and now we can't run that gag anymore. <laughs> you can also see what country, at least for me, I can see what country, what state and what city they're from. Mm-hmm. So I can tell that like when... When a, a particular avid listener, shout out to Mats, by the way, from Norway comes and listens, I know that he's re-listened to like this episode three times oh, because nice. there's three listens from Norway. That's so cute. <laughs> like there's not three people over. listening from Norway. It's the same person listening three times. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, I in those early days, I was looking at our map and I looked at either you or Lydia and I went, oh... I think one of our friends was in the Philippines recently. <laughs> we have a single download in the Philippines right now. And we have a friend that's in Europe, and he was our only listener in France for a really long Just time. Just a friend. Yeah, and he was like, I've listened to all your episodes. And I was like, well, actually, you I've haven't. looked at the downloads, and there's not enough of downloads for you to listen to all of the episodes. 
We would just rather you tell us the truth, which is that you love it and can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> I think the lesson learned here is that podcast creators do know all. We have way too many numbers at our disposal and we will overthink about it. <laughs> yes. Well, I think actually what is like so funny about this whole podcast is Maya and I were at a party in, I think, January. So very cold here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And mm. someone said to the other person, like, I think you said to me, we should start a podcast. This was a really funny story. And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Whatever. You know, like, where is the bar at? Right. <laughs> and then I woke up the next day and she was like, can you meet at Crema Coffee in like two hours to talk about names? And I was like, fun. Um, and so in like, February, we started to record. And, um, you know, we had agreed at the very start, we wanted to have three episodes ready to go that we could like publish all at once. Mm-hmm. So there was like a bit of a body of work mm-hmm. and to prove that I think we could like continually record and do stuff. So we recorded three, <laughs> found out one and two were completely unusable, <laughs> as we like to call the uh. lost records of the podcast. The audio was so bad. <laughs> but it took Maya like a month to admit that she couldn't save the audio. <laughs> and so we're uh, like recording episode four and recording episode five. And at one point I go, oh, are we going to share these ever? <laughs> and so then we finally like re-record episodes one and two and we're ready to go. So by the time we were actually first published on May 31st, we've been doing it for like four months and only Maya had heard anything that we had recorded. <laughs> So the fact that we can talk about it with other people is like still kind of a new thing for the podcast. For a while, it was like, we have a podcast, and we don't know when it's going to be published. <laughs> Just teasing it out. Soft launching it. For Soft launch. Yeah. Yes. Um, it is, I, I, we, it's, it's such an experience, like, creating your own podcast and wanting to talk about it, but also realizing that your friends do not care like <laughs> at all I, I started this podcast in 2021 and i had gone through because my podcast is part of a wider network i had gone through mm. like an extensive vetting process where like i recorded a test episode i've been given oh feedback and then even then about 10 episodes 10 episodes in i got some quite like very real feedback about like the way i conducted these interviews <laughs> Oh no! I had to readjust, like the way I did it, and like shout out to like the my friends who like turned around, like my podcasting friends who turned around and was like, you need to fix this because there's a reason why people yeah. don't like aren't particularly engaging, and I was like, <laughs> <sighs> no. Thanks for telling me now. I, know. I have ten episodes in. <laughs> I think we well, had- and it, it it did take ten episodes to realize. No, that's fair. Yeah. We had, I think, a similar bit of feedback that happened basically at the exact same time. Uh, Maya's fiance and my mom on the same day respectively gave us the same feedback, which is that when we go on a tangents, which Casey said he loved, my mom... Neutral response to that. She goes, when you go on a tangent and you get back to the story, I want you to clarify where you were in the story. Remind the listener what was going on. And I'm hearing the first couple episodes and I'm like, that's really good feedback. And I hear that. We're also three episodes ahead in the recording. So please listen to episode eight to hear us incorporate that for the first time. Speaking of all of this, we never let him finish the intro. No, shoot, if we still did the intro, I'm sorry. No, I did finish the intro. Okay. 
if anyone is concerned as to what's going on here, this is content and capable. I feel like I'm now hosting a radio show. I feel like this is more radio show-esque, which I kind of love. <laughs> Someone who has worked in radio, this is the banter radio needs. <laughs> Thank, thank, that's really reassuring. Thank you. Thank you. Every time Maya and I show up, whoever has the story has basically done a book report and is like, sure, fun and light and banter, but like has a book report they're, they're getting ready to share. So there's like a little element of focus to it. And the other person who didn't have to do any homework that week can just like kind of spiral. And since we didn't have to, either one of us, we were both just absolutely spiraling. <laughs> Concentric circles. <laughs> exactly. We're right twice a day. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is why I actually think it's... Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was... <laughs> Sorry. Do you want to quickly explain what your podcast is about for those who have heard the vibes, have continued to listen? Um, <laughs> we might need to move this further. <laughs> oh, wondering who these table. incredibly funny people <laughs> are. <laughs> Um, yeah, so my name is Maya. This is my co-host Grant. We host a podcast called Well I Laughed, which is like a comedic storytelling podcast. And so we'll choose a theme that will last for three weeks, and then we'll tell each other stories loosely or directly based on that theme. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. just kind of... The stories are <laughs> usually researched. It's not like stories from our own life yeah. in that way. It's We've covered like the Free Britney movement and the invention of the birth control pill, yeah. the Unabomber, the North Pond Hermit. That's a great one. So we'll do research and we'll come with facts. Granted, we're not, we're not the FBI, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, here's a, here's, a, here's a fairly true story that I did at least a modicum of research on. I at least looked at the entire first page of Google. <laughs> exactly. Like Google exactly. I'm like, so let me talk to you about the invention of birth control and also my childhood trauma. <laughs> Yeah. I do love how you're like, most of the time it's not about personal experience, except for the collective hive mind that uh, is, is the, the Mexican restaurant in downtown Denver. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one's been funny. It's been, it's been great to see who has been touched by that Mexican restaurant, who, who didn't realize they had been there until, like, you, you're, like, in the grocery store looking at bananas, and you're like, wait, have I been there? And it all, like, comes flooding back, which is messages we've got. Yeah. And then, as one person said, which is crazy, because this obviously isn't how Maya and I think about that episode, one person was like, such a funny episode about just a local Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and Maya and I were like, whoa, it is not just a local Mexican it's restaurant. It's a staple of my childhood. <laughs> You take that back right now. It's been on national news. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's owned There's... by the creators of South Park. Yeah. Oh, like, you mean Tony on. Award winners <laughs> and creators of South Park. When you guys revealed that, I like had just paused the podcast and like gasped for air for like a hot minute. I was like, <laughs> the Book of Mormon was written by the same people who conceived South Park. <laughs> I had the same reaction. I did not know that at all. When you sit with the information, you are like, oh, okay. Yeah, I do see a Venn diagram. Okay. I can see a little bit of an overlap like there. one thing in the middle, though, and it's their names. <laughs> it is just the slightest touching of circles if possible. Yes. It's actually two glasses with a bridge that is their names. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, you briefly mentioned like what, how you guys kind of started the podcast. 
Was there a point where, like, you're like, this is not a bit anymore. We're going to just, like, actually do this properly. <laughs> when we started getting listeners that weren't our friends. <laughs> we were like, oh. See, for me, that moment came a lot sooner because Maya terrifies me. And so after I said yes, I knew it was a yes until Maya said no. <laughs> like, I remember driving away from that coffee shop after that first meeting and being like, oh my God, I think I started a podcast. <laughs> and then there was like already a follow-up text by the time I got home. And I was like, yep, okay, yep, definitely. But then, yeah, for a long time, it was just this like weird little thing we were doing. And then, agreed, once people who we didn't immediately know started listening, it was like, oh, oh. okay. I have ADHD, and so I'll tend to pick up hobbies and like do a lot of research and then get bored. And I feel like this started out like one of those hobbies, and now I can't quit. There's like a buy-in now. And right. so now my brain, I'm like terrified that my brain is going to be like, hmm. That was fun. Well, um, yeah. and as a public school teacher, I'm such a creature of routine and like bells and everything. Like one, months, once I've had a Monday in August, I'm going to have that Monday for 10 more months before anything <laughs> else happens. And so now this is in my life and you cannot take it away. Nice. Like this is just now part of who I am. What was the catalyst for you to start this podcast? What encouraged mm-hmm. you to get into the game? I was, we just entered... I was halfway through 2020. I had just started a journalism degree. Mm -hmm. A great thing to start at the start of 2020, by the way. You know, a degree, a degree, you know, involving, you know, interviewing people and doing things. I remember one of the last assignments I did before lockdown hit in Australia was you had to take photos of 10 random people (laughs) and ask for their full names. It was the Sunday the assignment was due. I was coming home from university because, of course, I'm also a band kid, which just explains a lot of things about me. Um, (laughs) All podcasts are just pulling yourself apart on some biopsy table and be like, see? (laughs) So, yeah, we did. This is why. And I had to take photos of these 10 random random people. And... It was a pass-fail unit, which was the greatest thing ever, because I just submitted 10 photos. I was on the train. It was like 10 o'clock at night, and there were 15 people on the train. (laughs) And six people said, no, don't want my photo taken. Nine people allowed me to take their photo and grab their name. Oh, my gosh. This is like baby me. I'm like freshly 18, you know. (laughs) If someone said no to me for that, I think I would quit. (laughs) I would never ask. I would be like, I would see that assignment and be like, okay, so not this career field. That's fine. I just start taking pictures of people and make up names. (laughs) You would lie. This this unit, (laughs) if any of my journalism friends are listening, this unit's visual journalism. This unit is notorious for people failing because it's about, it's a 13 week unit and you have about seven assignments that are pass fail that you have to go and interact with random people for. And that is it. Like, (laughs) sorry, the 10th photo I submit is a photo of my little brother crying from a photo from 2017 in the report, in the, like the graded, it was like a pass. You submitted 10 photos. The tutor writes, not sure what this last photo is about. <laughs> Can you please make sure they're all on theme next time? <laughs> a week like, later, we get into lockdown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you ask this person or did you catch them sneezing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, at the end of it all, um, 
Yeah, no, so I was midway through a pand- pandemic um, and my father being the very, very middle-aged man he is, uh, was obsessed with li- listening to podcasts. Uh, he did a lot of driving because he worked somehow for both our an airline in our country. I won't say which. Um, it's not hard to guess which airline, but you know. Um, and he also worked for the military and so would often be driving between the work at the airline and the work at the military and so just was listening to podcasts. Um, he got me onto podcasts. Anyway, long story short, I was like... I can do this. Same. <laughs> Very straight white male of me going, I can do this. I can do such a good job. Uh, I can talk to strangers. Yeah, I've done a photo and, assignment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was the thought process, right? Oh, I can do this. Yeah, I can yeah. have my own yeah. media company. Anyway, anyway <laughs> I reached, well. reached out to someone, a podcaster that I admired, who now is one of my really close friends, and was like, I'd like to do a podcast. Can you, like guide me through the start of this um (laughs) after my yeah and then the vetting and the consultation and the podcast launched and i haven't said no yet i my Mm. toxic trait is that i won't say no um so that's how we're both stuck doing something i hate yeah grant can't say no i wouldn't dream of it (laughs) (laughs) no everyone needs a mile eldest daughters as well yeah Mm. Yeah, um, one of us is I've a single child. I've discovered the word eldest daughter. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I've discovered the word eldest daughter and its meaning, and the fact that people who can't say no are eldest daughters. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who are like, we've got to keep this running. We've got to keep going. We got to. This we person keep has this asked going. me to do yeah. this thing. I will continue to turn up. I feel like that's me too. I. If I'm in a room full of strangers, I'm going to try to learn a couple names. I'm going to tell a story. If I can get the room to laugh, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when I was in school, one of my favorite things to do was you'd you'd say something and the teacher goes, oh, actually, Grant just asked a really good question. That kind of attention absolutely warped me. I was wood left out in the rain for too long (laughs) and now I'm skewered a certain way and it is that I need to be acknowledged for being clever. <laughs> Which is actually, I, I think, love it. <laughs> I think it's what has made this process actually really so interesting because we are absolutely better friends now than when we started the podcast. Um, which mm. I think is great because it's put a lot of like pressure on us, and we've had to talk about like what roles we're going to take mm. on, and you know we've had to come to a lot of decisions, and I think we've communicated about that in a really great way. And in that process, having spent now a lot more time together, <laughs> become really close, yeah. which has been great too. She knows my trauma, unfortunately. Yeah, and she knows how I like to package mine. <laughs> <laughs> I find it fascinating because I'm the kind of person who, um, when I've done something once, I struggle to let other people do it. Um, I find it fascinating duo podcasters. Um, not that like, I know my fair share of duo podcasters, but like they're divvying up with the roles. I'm like, kind of, <laughs> or like, I don't know. <laughs> Grant has just looked at for those for those who are listening to this audio podcast. Grant did look at my. I was like, you, you know, <laughs> thanks for doing everything. Oh, absolutely! It was a thanks for doing everything, and for the first week that we launched, <laughs> and I've now said this on our podcast too, mm-hmm. so I feel 
comfortable saying this. Yeah. The first week that we launched, before we did, Maya went, I think I'm going to manage all the social media, <laughs> and then you can kind of see, and then we can kind of like slowly release it to you, Grant. And now the social media is, like that management yeah. side of things is largely my responsibility yeah. because Maya puts in hours of work <laughs> to edit all the video and audio content. And so it's like Maya does what she's really good at, which is being uncompromising and I do what I'm really good at which is spinning mean things people say about us into something funny because I'm a public school teacher and so it's just about playing to our strengths I it's think also it's good because I'm not good at following through on projects and so my job ends when I schedule the content and that is not actually yeah. the end no then there's like 17 more times in a day where I'm like oh that's you know yeah so it's great because I get to get to the I height of like I got a completed project, and we're going to put it on the internet, and then I just leave. <laughs> and then my degree in humanities comes in, and I'm like, do I want this to be the podcast voice, or do I want to make it clear that it's, like, Grant who's messaging this? And then every time anyone's like, hey, can I ask, do you guys have, like, an audio or, like, video editor? I immediately have to try to delete those, because I don't <laughs> want Maya to see any of them. I was like, I will protect her at all costs. <laughs> Because if she gives up audio editing and I have to give up social media management or share that, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, talk, I cut you off, Sam. <laughs> no, no, no. Multiple people on a social media channel is probably my greatest nightmare. I manage... So, working in a newspaper, we have our fair share of social media channels. Uh, mm -hmm. And I manage the Facebook and my housemate slash co-worker manages the Instagram. Oh. Now, when my housemate went on holidays, I had to manage both. Mm. I have never been more stressed in my life about <laughs> posting content to Instagram. I, you know, I, I manage other social media channels. I manage my own personal, the podcast. Used to, you know, do other bits and pieces as well. I still have access to an old Instagram account that I don't no longer run that like someone else runs mm -hmm. but I still like keep an eye on like a bad smell um, <laughs> um the um the, I've never been more stressed posting content to Instagram in my life uh, yeah it's like the am I doing this between, right yeah the audiences between the different social medias we found are very different percent. Oh, <laughs> and what does well is also very different mm -hmm. between TikTok and Insta yeah and now YouTube shorts is funny like right. I don't Grant doesn't do the YouTube shorts just because we don't get a ton of interaction on them so when we do I'm like mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the secret here yeah well and also on that too Maya was in Iceland for a week mm -hmm. and left me in charge of all like running the business <laughs> And by that, I mean, she scheduled everything. And before she left, I had to come over with my phone for the few things she couldn't schedule so she could load them onto my phone and be like, this is when you post it. And I was like, of course. Um, <laughs> yes. But then it was my job to make, make sure it got posted. And then all of, like, I, you know, continued to interact with everything. And I hadn't realized how much I was like, Oh, well, if I do it wrong, Maya will see it and, like, catch it right away. So when you weren't there to catch it for me, the new theme was, like, Maya's gone and Grant's just trying to do it. And then on, like, the last day, what I thought was the second to last day, I posted, like, a video I had made myself, definitively Maya's territory. And I posted it. It was, like, a Reba McIntyre video. And I posted it. And then I texted her. So I did a thing. Go check the Instagram. And I apparently texted that about 30 minutes after her international flight had taken off. And so it just lived ah. for like eight hours as I panicked. Because at first I was like, oh, she's at dinner. And then I was like, I guess they got dessert. And then I was like, 
is she, is she mad at me? Why is it? By hour five, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's on the plane. I got the day wrong for when she's returning. And it's now, when she lands, have going to be up for like 12 hours. And there will not be any ability to like pull it by that point. And so then do you want to talk about what it was like when you landed? <laughs> I turn my phone off of airplane mode. And the first text I get is, I did a thing. Check the Instagram. <laughs> I was like, if you set our Instagram on fire, if you announce that you're quitting the podcast on Instagram. If you killed this baby when I was gone and out of reach. I immediately had so many heart palpitations. I was like, Grant announced he's leaving me and this is the end. And then I watched the Instagram A single mom who works two jobs. It took too long to load because my phone was connecting back to U.S. <laughs> cell phone coverage. Yes! No! Oh, I so had that thing as well. I was like desperately trying to inform my family that I had A, in fact, boarded my flight and B, I had also been upgraded to business class. And then my friends Ooh. as well because if you don't... Have you flown business class if you don't share it with exactly. everyone you know exactly. and brag about it incessantly? Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, no. Anyway, so I'm on this aircraft. I've been served my champagne because it's an That's international what they do. flight. That's yeah. why you're there. Why mm-hmm. don't they get you fucking wasted? Um, <laughs> exactly. International water. Which reminds baby. me, I did. <laughs> At one point, I couldn't feel the tips of my fingers or my nose. They were serving me these really strong gin and tonics, and because you're forty thousand feet up in the air. You, you have less taste buds, so you can't yeah. actually taste how much alcohol right. you've drunk. So I had had a champagne, a Shiraz, two triple shot gin and tonics, and then another wine, I think. I don't know. I forget, like, from then on in what happened on that flight. Did you live? <laughs> For first, when you were describing your symptoms, I'm like, oh, well, that's Raynaud disease. Like, you that's a, that's a blood sugar. And then second, and Sam, you know, I feel like we've known each other now long enough. For me yeah, to ask this yeah. question, um, what club were you going to on that plane to justify a triple shot gin and tonic? <laughs> a regular gin and tonic. I'm like, yeah, this is a definitely enough alcohol in this drink <laughs> to, to triple that just to sit down. <laughs> a regular gin and tonic is two shots. <laughs> okay, okay. <Didn't laughs> so know it, that. Is, it is a lot, but it's not like... Did the not thing- know that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the thing was, I had just asked for a gin and tonic. This... And it was two different flight attendants who had given me the two triple shot gin and tonic. So it wasn't just like one flight attendant going, yeah, I'm going to give you an extra alcohol. Nice. <laughs> it was two people who had seen me dressed dressed in like a dress shirt and dress pants and dress shoes and gone, this man needs as much alcohol as physically possible <laughs> while he sits in premium economy <laughs> uh, having missed out on business class on the way over to the United States as someone who doesn't look like he is over the age of 21 <laughs> and had to have his ID checked multiple times when ordering alcoholic beverages while in the state. <laughs> They're like, sir, we're so sorry. Here's a triple shot. It is weird what America takes seriously, because like guns were like, eh. but IDs, you be twenty one or else. <laughs> My, I don't know. Canada takes it more. I heard that Canada takes it way more seriously. I could hand my license, which has the wrong address on the back, because I'm too lazy to change it, having mm. moved nine months ago now, right. um, and uh, has two expiry dates on it because it goes through my like 
uh, provisional license mm. and mm. then like my full license because I bought, somehow bought seven years worth of expiry on it. Um, <laughs> and Triple shot. <laughs> so it has two expiry dates on it. And my birthday is in a, apparently in a weird space for a US license. And this poor attendant's trying to read it and takes like three minutes. Whereas my housemate had to bring three forms of ID with her, including her passport. <laughs> <laughs> to prove that she was over the age of 18, because that's the drinking... Yeah. I think it's the drinking age in Canada. Yeah, it is. And to, like, prove that she could have a wine with her mother. <laughs> yeah, when I was in Canada, I was in, like, a national park, and I went to the one liquor store. I had... I think I was, like, 19 at the time, and we went to a national park, and we went to the one liquor store that was, like, within, like, a 20-mile radius of where we were, and they still ID'd us, and we were, like... I think you should be grateful for any sale. I'm I, not going to lie to you. <laughs> I love that you guys look young enough to get ID'd. I shaved my head at 25. <laughs> and it's like sad to watch the waiter's face as they take my ID, as they ID the other people who are my age or only slightly younger who are authentically getting ID'd. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, here you go. Because I don't want to make them like have to like be weird about it. Yeah. And they're always like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they're almost like, thanks. <laughs> you know, be a, be a bold white guy and literally like, and they're like, yeah. You, and they're like, you're, they're fine. Okay, Dad, are you taking the whole check too? Like, go ahead and put put that guy away. <laughs> on the topic, it's of, hilarious because. Go ahead, go ahead, Greg. On the topic of flight attendants, I was flying <laughs> to Vegas for my brother's bachelor party. Which do you guys call it the stag party or the bachelor party in Australia? I think we call it both. Okay. It's a, yeah. Cultural chameleons here yes. in Australia. <laughs> yeah, true. So I'm flying to Vegas for my brother's bachelor party. And on United, I guess you have to load up your credit card before you get on. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that option at first, I was like, they don't need my credit card information. I, uh, uh, handful classic. of things. I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> and so I'm on the flight and I asked for a whiskey Coke. And they're like, oh, sorry, you don't have any. The, you know, we can't do it. And I go, oh, okay, I'll just have water. And the flight attendant goes, well, I can still get you the Coke. And I go, no. <laughs> I don't want the sugar if there's not any whiskey in it. And she thought that was so funny that she brought me it later, like after the service was done. She came up behind me and she goes, shh, don't tell anyone. (laughs) Which was great, but the looks I got from everyone around me who definitely had to pay for their drinks, be funny, be charming, and then like, you know, good things happen. (laughs) Do you know I have a podcast? (laughs) Please give me free drinks. I have a podcast. Kind of funny. Here's the thing. I'm a pretty loyal United flyer now. So. Yeah, that's fair. Because that happened to me on a United flight. I we think. need to make sure our credit cards are loaded before we take off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, How did you... It's funny because our alcohol service is free. Like, it is after five... I think after four, maybe 3.30, they do free alcohol service on at least domestic flights. I know, I think it's just generally free for an international flight for the particular Mm -hmm. airline. Um, But every time I fly domestically... Uh, at late at night, I have to drive two and a half hours afterwards. So I'm like, I can't have a wine. I have to drive into the countryside <laughs> with the potential of hitting a kangaroo. So you know, <laughs> the huge perk of like living in a city is like, yeah. I can just stroll right up, right off that plane, right onto a train, yeah. and then the lift can take me the yeah. rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I don't think I told you this. We went camping recently. Uh, me and 
our friends Jacob and Lydia, and actually our friend Sophie, who's Australian, and also Sophie had just gotten her U.S. license, so she was driving for the first time, <laughs> and I'm in the car behind oh, them, yeah. and it's dark at night as we get closer to the reservoir, and Sophie obviously drove in Australia, so she's been like dying to get back on the road, and it's really dark, but it's fine. It's a really <laughs> quiet night, mm-hmm. and they bump into a cow. <laughs> That the thing is, that's a normal thing to happen. <laughs> Where the hell did you bump into a cow? The road. <laughs> I know that wasn't the question. We're close to Taylor Reservoir outside of Gunnison, and we're coming around a corner, and like, we immediately see brake lights on, because it's Jacob and I in my yeah. car, so I hit him too. And as like the dust is still settling, and the like um, brake lights are still on, we see this cow continue to walk in front of Sophie's car. <laughs> And then because we love that she's Australian, but we don't have a lot of Australians here in Denver, Jacob and I looked at yeah. each other in the second car and we went, Oh no. accent to the point where it's... Exactly. And we love her and we love Australians. It is absolutely not out of hate. It's just fun. (laughs) Sometimes she tries to do an American accent and it's it's really funny. (laughs) We just go, (laughs) 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 I'm really grateful that you guys are in on it too, that you guys are aware as to what everyone else is saying. The thing is, the, that TV show, like, was on when I was a child, yeah. so it was, like, one of those things that was, like, I definitely, That's we so definitely knew it existed. In fact, the guy who created H2O continues to create children's TV shows, and they are some of the most unhinged properties out there. <laughs> like, I'm talking about, like, a, a magic, a magic like TV show set in the same city that I lived in. In fact, like their secret hideout was underneath our most iconic bridge, but they refused to acknowledge the fact that it was in that city and they just called it a different like city. (laughs) He's a genius. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Because Middle Park exists, but South Park, the town, does not exist. I think now they... I think it's technically a ghost town. (laughs) Oh, so it's a shed? Yeah. (laughs) Where you can buy weed and I'm I'm sure jerky, because it's Colorado. (laughs) Um, You were in the U.S. recently. How did you enjoy your time in our country? And where did you go? Because it geographically is kind of big. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> kind of, kind of big. Uh, I don't know what this game is. We, I mean. um, yeah, um, I'm guessing some people would know this. I don't know. I've just come back within, I, I, this is within three days. I've been back oh, wow. in Australia for like less than four days. Wow. Um, I was at, in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We drove past the Sydney Opera House, which, um, happens to be i really got to get this right for context the um my friends live in richmond so i flew into oh, richmond yeah. and we drove down to um avon in the outer banks in north carolina beautiful spot of the country by the way like go and have a beach holiday there mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's it um but <laughs> there is a stadium in hampton virginia that looks suspiciously like the sydney opera house <laughs> And so we joked the whole trip down because we drove past it. Then we drove past the Sydney Opera House on our way down to Adam Banks. Oh. <laughs> I have to show you 
the stadium, it's like, it's a, it looks suspiciously. Like, it's one of those things where, like, everyone who lives in Hampton jokes it's the Sydney Opera House, but it's uh, the Hampton Coliseum is what it's called. Hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when it's all lit up. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Honestly, oh, it's so like, pretty. It looks like a bunch of churches down in Colorado Springs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they definitely play, they play basketball and monster trucks in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's America. That sounds, listen. It's really American. I also love it because you were like, beautiful part of the country. And both Maya and I were like, mm. <laughs> so No, that's what the customs Carolina, officer did actually. to me too. The beaches, yeah. yeah the customs officer was like, the customs officer was like, where are you going? I'm like, oh yeah, to Richmond. Because I didn't want to tell the customs officer I was going to North Carolina. And they have to explain that I'm going flying to Richmond to drive to North Carolina. Because that just makes no sense to like a logical human It does brain. to Americans. We um, love a road trip. We get it. We're like, yeah. I get Grant it. Yeah, loves a road trip. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't want to like confuse it because I think I had written the address of my friend's house. Um, as like my destination within the US. And I was like, I'm not going to cross my wires. I know how right. like police interrogations work. Um, and, and then he's like, why are you going, why are you going to Richmond? And That's also true. I get on the plane. The, I get on the plane. I have a middle seat because, you know, when you as fly American Airlines, you have to get a middle seat for the full experience. Um, <laughs> That's actually really fair. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, I have arms. It was rude of me to pack my arms on this flight. I should have left them. I should have checked them. I'm just going to do this the entire time. <laughs> Let me just unscrew this for you yeah, really exactly. quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was the aisle not enough? Do you need the armrest? <laughs> The lady who was sitting in the aisle sign clocked my accent immediately, which right. like sometimes can disguise itself. Yeah. Um, and she goes, oh, you're Australian. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm about to go on holidays. She's like, oh, so why Richmond? And I was like, I had to explain. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that's actually a great like attribute of Americans, if not slightly annoying, is that like a lot of our small talk really is like intended to be kind. Like we're legitimately like, oh, you're going on a vacation. That's fun for you. Why are you going there? Like, it is no ulterior motive whatsoever, which is why when you talk to the cops, you're not supposed to do it without a lawyer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, baby. I'm gonna, I'm gonna recite my ra- Miranda rights to the police right. officer, just so you know, so that, like, you know, and then be like, I am just so you know. which Bye. is also so funny because it's like. I am. Um, I actually kind of like despise airplane small talk. Like, I don't want to know about your son that lives in Phoenix or your daughter who's a nurse in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I don't care. Um. I'm trying to like get through this experience. Flying's just not comfortable anymore, no. and those are the yeah. things. But I came back from Europe last summer, and I was like, "Hello, how are you?" <laughs> Aren't these burgers great? Like in a way that I was like, please be nice to me. The Europeans are weird. <laughs> They're not weird, but I wanted to be around a couple of Americans for a little Europeans bit. Europeans are just blunt. I think I legitimately walked off the plane and into a Starbucks to get an iced coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Europeans also don't like iced coffee, which is a problem for us. No, they don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's fascinating because I flew over premium economy and I was sitting beside this gal and she, we were chatting because we're like the same age. So mm. I felt like I was contractually obligated to have a conversation mm. with someone my own age. Because you don't see, you know, yeah. someone in their early 20s on an international flight very often, mm. especially to the States. They're usually going to Europe. So, you know, yeah. uh, which is in the opposite direction <laughs> from <fair>. Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and... 
on the way back because I flew business class. And the whole idea of business class, at least on this plane, was like, you do not interact with anyone other than a flight attendant. I was like, I had the most boring time ever. I was like, <laughs> I actually kind of preferred not sleeping and like sitting in premium economy, <laughs> making small talk with someone. <laughs> That's super fair. Like, I cannot relate to that less. Yeah. That doesn't make any I'm sense I'm not an extrovert, so I personally would rather, unless the person sitting next to me has an animal or would like to talk to me about their animal, then I'm in. Then I'm in. Otherwise, I have both my headphones on and have really mastered my resting bitch face. We are flying <laughs> to Europe together here soon for a little friend vacation, and I have no intention of talking to you on that plane, Grant, even if we are seated next to each other. I was like, do you want to yes. sit next to each other? And I was like, why? <laughs> I want to sit next to you so that way I'm not sitting next to anyone else. But then um, both of us can't have the window seat or an aisle seat. I don't want the window seat. I'll, I'll Fine, I'll take the aisle seat. You can have the middle seat. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have the armrest. <laughs> So That's the thing. At least though you're sitting next to Grant who like acknowledges that you are sitting in the middle seat and you deserve real estate. <laughs> Thank you. Right? That's fair. That's a good point. And also yeah. Maya is smaller than me, so I'm like, sit in the middle seat, Maya. <laughs> I need the space. We could all benefit here. <laughs> when I flew to Ireland for the first time, um, I was in the aisle. The woman was that was flying was assigned the uh window seat and then the middle seat was open and i was like oh awesome and then as soon as we took off she lifted the armrest went horizontal and for about the last two hours her shoes were just directly on me no and i was about to travel for a month and i was like i can't already be upset about something so i'm just like gonna fully just not dissociate yeah, i'm just like fully gonna not care but I hate this so much. That's some bold behavior. Yes, and then plane. at one point she flipped around and her like head, head was right there. And now I'm like, where do I put my arm? <laughs> like I don't, I can't rest it on your eye. Like what is this? Am I being punked right now? And then I did hit a point too where I was like, she needs this. Like I, if you're if you're doing this, yeah, you, you need, need it. it. No one's like, this is where you I'm gonna it, finally yeah. get my sleep. And <laughs> you got something. I'm. I can. I can work through this. I can. <laughs> It's actually, it's actually rude of me to take up space. She's right. She's right. <laughs> oh, my God. It, I just can't believe that we as a society have decided to stuff ourselves in metal tubes in really just uncomfortable seats. Mm. Like, just really uncomfortable seats that we pay way too much to sit in for, like, eight plus hours and then go... That was fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, I can't think about the logic of it or I'll have a full-blown anxiety attack in the air. Which is how I feel about skiing. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, what? Okay, I'm so going talking- skiing next weekend, which is a whole anxiety attack in- incoming as well. Can you do My that in Australia? My parents are about to come skiing with me. Yeah. There's snow. Can? We have snow. Why, oh. why would he be yeah. saying that We have going- rainbow forest, snow. <laughs> we have desert. Did you just think the inside of Australia was all outback grass? Okay, so I was, I feel so now just backed into a corner. I have it on good authority <laughs> from a fellow Australian, who I'll keep nameless in this part of the story, <laughs> that they're like, quote, isn't really any skiing in Australia, which is why they really like to do it here in Colorado. So yes, I had like literally been told by a local Australian, not that great but a skiing. But that's like the same thing as people from the East Coast being like, May I ask really what state skiing? this there Australian is, is from before I judge them? Adelaide. <laughs> I didn't know of that. course they're from fucking Adelaide. <laughs> she loves gin, if that also helps. <laughs> At 
like he's desert. <laughs> it's like if if you wanted to do. <laughs> That's so funny. Sorry, I will. I will be here for Adelaide slander. Um, <laughs> having grown like, <laughs> having grown up in the equivalent of Florida, we do have the equivalent of Colorado. Like, <laughs> and it is a mix between Adelaide and where I live, okay. in Victoria. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. This. Was really fun to watch too, because like obviously we don't know anything about no the beef that these individual. <laughs> what do you call them? Territories, provinces oh, no. have. I have. We will have, we will like get into fights. There are like grudge matches between different states. Like just, I'm ready to, the problem is I have relatives who live in like all parts of the country. Mm. So I'm ready for a grudge match, but I also have to acknowledge I have family from there. So I can't go like too far. Otherwise I will piss off a relative who will be upset that when I go and travel, I go, hi, I'm in town. Do you want to come and visit? Like, oh, but you think everything's boring here. Like... I love this. <laughs> I was like, I again cannot relate to that less. I uh, have to go to a conservative part of the United States every year for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And while my immediate family is wonderful, my extended family is big. And I told my mom, my mom heard one of the things I said about it. And I was afraid she was going to be mad at me because I was basically like, hey, no, I don't want to. I don't want to hear your opinion on this. I'm good, actually. And I thought my mom was going to be mad at me. And when she we talked after that episode uh, released, she was like, "What you should have said was blah 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 blah." And I was like, "I can say that. You're, you'll let me say that on the podcast." Good to know where the bar is. All right. the greatest thing. So I love that you are a peacemaker. I choose violence. <laughs> I like to remain we, relatively neutral, except for Florida, because my parents mm. live there for a little bit, and I am convinced it's a swampland, and crocodiles and alligators scare me. Um, but any t- I want to be like, all the states are fine, you know, like, they all have their good parts. And then someone will be like, you live in Denver? I fucking hate Colorado. And I'll be like, the fuck did you say? <laughs> <laughs> So I live in Victoria. Our capital city is Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And in New South Wales, where I was born, I was born in Sydney, which is the capital city of New South Wales. These two cities have such beef, <laughs> just like you guys had fights over the placement of the your, of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Right. We had a fight to the point where the government ended up in Victoria because they guaranteed that Canberra, our capital, was going to be within 100 miles of Sydney so to placate the New South Wales people. <laughs> because they're like, we were here first, and the Victorians were like, but we have more criminals, <laughs> and we will fight you on this. <laughs> but we have more criminals. <gasps> yeah. It's tough, because every time you meet an Australian, you're like, so those stereotypes, not true, right? And they're like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm yeah, absolutely oh, so true. They're true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, since we're kind of in a Florida slander part of tonight's <laughs> evening, there's this fantastic quote when the U.S. government was committing. It's going to be sad for a second. Okay. When the U.S. committee, when the U.S. was committing atrocities and genocide yeah. against the indigenous people in Florida, one of the lieutenant colonels that was sent down there to like do that to the Seminoles wrote back to Washington D.C. and said, "Why are you here?" Why are you making us move them? I cannot imagine a worse place you could possibly <laughs> send them to than where they currently are. And that it is was... how half of our cities were founded. <laughs> Legitimately, like, why do you want this? Ohio exists. <laughs> They called it 
foot long snake yes. in Florida like this week. It's like a record breaker. I hate reptiles, and so Florida terrifies me. No, I when I went to Florida, I have a little dog, and I brought her with me. And there's a bunch of signs all around the lakes that were like in my parents' neighborhood that were like, "You can't get within six feet right. of the edge of the lake, or else they'll like eat your dog." And I was like, "Why am I here? Why would you put millions of people here? Why would you put? Why would you let?" the alligators into your neighborhoods. My dad one day sent me a video of an alligator just like walking past his driveway. I hate that I like, so much. What? I thought they stayed in the water. Okay, that's a step too far. Like, that's, I was like, Please. that's very Florida. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to see it. So you, you still live in Victoria? You still live in the Florida version of it all, yes? No, no, so this is not Victoria is not the equivalent of Florida. Right. Queensland is. Um, they have they have the, the the crocodiles. They have the the humidity. They have the swamps. They also have excellent beaches. Mm. So everyone from every southern state through all of winter is like, let's go up there and swim. <laughs> um, That's fair. Right as crocodile breeding season happens, <laughs> I was so you say, know, wait for a it. great They're time of year to be to swimming wait. in the ocean. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I hate reptiles so much that I just would not risk it. I once chaperoned a school trip to uh, this, this like student event in Florida, and I looked at them at all before we got on the plane in Colorado, and I was like, no one, not a single one of you, while under my supervision, will get into any pools that are on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> Second floor, inside, or nothing at all. <laughs> I take my job seriously. <laughs> if anyone's that. like, how is this man in charge of youth? Because there are a handful of really key moments yeah. where I'm a professional. <laughs> I was in a pool one time as a kid, and there was a, not a water snake, but like a snake no, that got out, into the no. water. <laughs> and I have and never And snakes been the can swim. Yeah, and watching yeah. them swim, terrifying. Yes. They move way faster than on land. like they were born for it. <laughs> Don't go into the water if you're being chased by a snake. Yes. Oh, God. I can't think about that. Thank you. Right. Um, do you normally talk about reptiles this much with your guests? <laughs> Is this a reptile podcast? It really depends. Are we going to get questions about reptiles after this? For context, there's an episode coming out in a few weeks' time in which I discuss uh, re racial relations in the US and how it interacts with music. So, you know, oh. variety. Um, <laughs> and then our episode. The Steve Irwin episode. Yeah. We, our first time talking to an Australian on the podcast, and we're like, cracks and snakes, right? Erner. 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 It's. <laughs> If we so haven't sorry. even gotten to like Steve Irwin, which I was like very willing to get to, which we just haven't yet. Um, which <laughs> Steve Irwin is the reason why we have beef with stingrays, and I am terrified of all sea creatures since Steve Irwin. Um, I'm terrified of you guys sea don't have sense. shark nets. Is something I learned about. No, what shark nets? You guys don't have they shark, have shark nets. nets. Every one of our beaches has shark nets. Because you have a They're, lot more like shark nets. Oh, nets they put in like the ocean. Okay, yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them for sure. Aren't yeah. they kind of ineffective? Wasn't that one of the reasons why? <laughs> <laughs> um, they catch more dolphins and turtles right. uh, than they do sharks. Um, and often sharks still get through. Um, there are still, there has, Bondi Beach gets evacuated fairly regularly because they see a shark in the, right. beyond, the beyond the shark nets. 
I think that's um, But I had never freaked out more than swimming in the ocean in, no, in, the, in the Atlantic <laughs> and seeing a random thing floating in the Atlantic and going, fuck, is that a jellyfish or a shark? <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> I ne- never ran out of the water faster. Oh, I hate jellyfish too. <laughs> America gets really selective on when it gets like militant with environmentalism and protecting turtles is something that Americans have gone to the mat for. We can't get plastic straws in the middle of the country because no. it might kill a turtle someday. <laughs> and here's the thing, I'm an environmentalist too, so that's great, but yeah, no way would shark nets fly in any of our coastal communities um, because yeah, they, they would kill creatures. And also I think Americans are kind of of the mindset that like, if something like Gat gets you, well, you gotcha. You know, like, what do you- The ocean is its own. It's a force of nature, and I'm terrified of it. Let her go. Let her be. You know, I had a friend once who uh, shared this while swimming in the ocean with us, and oh, she went, no. I actually kind of think it'd be cool to get bit by a shark. And I went, what? And she goes, not like a big one. I don't want to, like, lose anything. But, yeah, like, to have a kind of a scar and be like, oh, I was in the ocean. I got bit by a shark. And I was like, that's nuts. And swim away. <laughs> Swim away. <laughs> she, I think therapy Just might be cheaper. Cuts herself so there's blood in the water. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, God. The Finding Nemo awesome. style. <laughs> um, this is, so we posted on the Insta today, teasing out like, oh, we're guests. Like, do you want to take any guesses as to who we're about to be with? And someone submitted, is your therapist a <laughs> podcaster? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed. I was while well, because I accidentally thought I was jumping on an hour earlier than I actually was. Oh. And so I was like, let me just check to make What's sure that they've me- if they've messaged me or not. <laughs> I was like, oh look, they've got stories here. And it was the unhinged guess as to who I <laughs> The therapist one was like, wow. Ouch. <laughs> I really, really do apologize for not being, and that's why we drink. Like, just, I'm sorry, Maya. Like, I don't know if we're actually ready for that step either I don't ourselves. think that's ever going to happen, at least not for, like, years. They're, like, big game. Oh, you mean Casey doesn't, like, kind of know him because he went to school? Maya's fiancé mm-hmm. has the craziest connections. It's very strange. He gave me a huge bag full of <laughs> pins, like, like writing utensils, and I brought mm. them to school, and I gave them out, and the kids were really excited, and one teacher went, where did you get that? Because they thought I was giving away school supplies <laughs> for free. <laughs> Which I would never do. It's my ninth year teaching. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I have a, I have a pin mine. connection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, he has a friend that's like an exec at like a pen, a big pen company. And so she gave him like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of pens. Right. And so he had them throughout all of college and he slowly used most of them. And now that we're both like adults working, we don't really write things as much. And right. so he just gave them all to Grant. And so I naturally went through and selected the ones I liked and then said, take whatever's left, children. <laughs> children. <laughs> so one could walk out with like 24 pens and I was like, one day they're going to get them on the right medication. <laughs> I love it, but that's also a symptom of something, you know? As someone who would have been that kid with 24 pens, I can confirm he has something. Well, it's like, because I taught history for years before I switched over to public speaking. So we took a lot of notes in my class at first. And yeah, you'd see like bubble letters and yeah. it would be like the Holocaust, right? And like bright, shiny pin letters. Because the girl's like, I got to label my notes somehow. And it was like, I mean, you good organization maybe think about the script next time 
maybe not the times of papyrus or whatever it is that you're running right now. Maybe this can just be in black and white. I don't know. Or at least not until, you know, the liberation. Papyrus has a middle school history. Papyrus and comic Comic sans. A match made in heaven. I'm convinced. Comic sans was the first text i like the first font i was taught how to switch to i remember my computer science teacher in like fourth grade being like and that one's just kind of fun <laughs> wow if you ever work for a comic book and you need to like at the time because they you know it was the 90s it was like 98 that i was being yeah. taught this they had no idea what computers are going to be used for so they were like you know if you're working at a comic book and you need to type up the dialogue there's a font for that and we were all like of course yes thank you this is job training good yes that makes sense <laughs> it just i think i was probably one of the last like year levels of students who had computer classes mm, mm-hmm. like yeah. computers were novel enough that like we had labs and then we would go once yeah, a week right. and learn how to use the computer yeah. everyone's up, favorite field trip yeah i grew up with like a, a computer room in my yes. house that had like the computer we all used yeah that's what's so fun about maya and i on topics like this is we're close enough in age to where we still understand each other but we're far enough in age to like have like i for instance here's a great one i remember 9 11 <laughs> And Maya was alive, was maybe, alive. at the time. I, uh, when, they, when computers first arrived at the middle school I went to, they had no idea how to teach it. And there was like 12 for the mm-hmm. 700 children that went oh, there. Yeah. So they printed off packets of like screenshots, essentially. And then with a bright pen, we had to circle on the paper what button we were supposed to press and then if we did it right the teacher would come around and check it and then we would move to the next screenshot and i was like this is what it would look like if you hit the right button and then we would have to like circle the next one and then we would all go to the computer lab for the first time with our packets and we would know then like what you know that's hilarious early days computer science teacher they're also having like the ela teachers do it because they just do not yes. know who to roll it out and if you need to roll out something Ela can do it. Just give it to English. They'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, it was my like Spanish teacher, I think, that taught our computer yeah. class. The poor woman. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel it was. I think the fifth grade was my last computer class that I remember because then the next year we were given because this is how fast technology like, and I don't think we appreciated how fast technology developed. I went from in fifth grade having a computer lab class with like 30 kids and I think for like fun we like created like a graffiti of our name during using a website right. and that was like my profile picture on my yeah. email for years <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> can't find the original photo I'm really confused as to where that went uh yeah <laughs> and then the that. next year we had tablets mm. with like with like keyboards that were used as like personal computers in class yeah. um <laughs> The most embarrassing thing was, obviously, you could set like a like a uh, an idle screen thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, you time out and you know whatever. Yeah. I everyone had like their thing. It was like that the way you showed off, like yeah. you know, knew how right. to use a computer. I at one point had a crush on the girl I was sitting paired next to. I was paired next to her because the teacher was like, "This person needs extra help. You're too smart and bored in this class. Let's put you two together." <laughs> I'm so scared uh, for you. <laughs> I love how in most times it was you were the girl and it was a gay classmate who was getting moved next to you who yeah. had to... Uh, that's, that's why we started this podcast. Too many gay friends, apparently. Anyway, um, so I had a crush on this girl. And I changed 
the like the like um you know what it whatever I forget what Microsoft calls it, but yeah, whatever. I, know what I changed mean. it to like I love Oh my god, you announced your love to her through your <laughs> idol screen on Microsoft? The courage that we all the had thing was, children. I forgot that it existed. <laughs> I forgot that it existed, and for two months, I, it had never come up. And then I'd left my laptop <gasps> open, walked away, walked out of the classroom, come back into the classroom. The class was up and arms. <laughs> because me, sitting in the front row of the classroom, the rest of the class could see <laughs> Oh my god! This is a Hallmark movie waiting to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like the first five minutes of which, like, a, at the end of it, so like you get murdered or something. Like, it's, it's the setup to a crime or a Hallmark movie. You you maybe will run into her on some holiday in your hometown. I love that. Idle time. That's what it would be Idle called. time. Idle time. We got oh. it. And that was the day I let the phrase bros before hoes. <laughs> Thank you so much for trusting us with that story. Absolutely. That was amazing. Can I say, it's my catchphrase, especially now that students oh, yeah, are yeah, back. Yeah. So sometimes kids will share s- stories in class and um, mm-hmm. what they're sharing is trauma, but they don't understand <laughs> that they have been traumatized by the story that they're telling me. Right now they just think it's an interesting thing that's happened to them. So they'll mm. tell it to me and then at the end of it, I don't want to be the one that lets them know they need to <laughs> talk therapy. to someone about that. So I'll go, hey kiddo, that's a crazy story you just told me. And I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of different reactions to that. But my reaction right now is that that story is crazy, what you just told me. That's nuts. And circle back when you're 22. And to... I and I have never dated anyone between then and then. You're saving yourself it's one for of those things where it's going like, to be perfect. Exactly. Just idle time. <laughs> It's just idle time is the catchphrase. Our most recent catchphrase on the podcast has been, it's funny now. And I feel like that really falls into this category. I love that it actually took us, what, 16, 17 episodes yeah, for us to, get, didn't come up with that to figure out why we started this, which is like, well, actually, I, I do have a couple of things I'd like someone to hear. It doesn't need to be my parents or my exes, but just, just to know that someone heard me say it, you know, that is, I think, the driving force. Yeah, I don't know if we were supposed to actually talk about the podcast on this or not, but that's, uh, yeah, that we was did. the driving we got there. Yeah, we got we there. Found the Therapy's funny. expensive, so I'll take the minor things to my podcast <laughs> and the major things to my therapist. <laughs> That's a phenomenal line. <laughs> write that down, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> minor things to the podcast, major things to the therapist. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, we can switch it just for an episode, see what that's just like. To see. <laughs> Does anyone else have any opinions on my relationship with my mom? Last last week, we recorded an episode about our different... I mean, it was about a bunch of stuff, but at the end, we talked about mm-hmm. our very, like, kind of torrid relationship with food and, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like, mm-hmm. become just very neutral mm-hmm. about it. And then I listened to it on the run the next oh, day because no. you had the audio file ready yeah. to go. And it was I was in just such a weird mood during all of it. Not because I was mad or sad or regretted saying it. Yeah. Just maybe, maybe don't be running when you're hearing it, you know? And I was like, ooh, okay. Wow. All right. Well. <laughs> now I gotta finish this run. There have been so many times where I was like, I really should email Brene Brown and just say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. Like, just to be honest, the chokehold that Brene Brown has on everyone. <laughs> 
You don't realize that until you like think about it for a second. I feel you know, like yeah, I've, no, I've never Brand heard of her all my life. until you, and now I feel like I need to invest some time. And that is, and that that is the five year age gap between. Because I also had never heard of her before I turned 27. And then I turned 27 on a Zoom call much like this, one month into the pandemic. That makes sense. Um, a month later, I'd learn about hiking. And two months later, in between meditation sets, I'm like binging chapters of Brene Brown. Um, and that's on health. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. That's on... You know, step by step, making it work. If it's a little jingle, it's fine, and you can say it to everybody. No, um, she does some really great work. I don't like not all of it is for everybody. Um, in the sense that like she yeah. does some leadership stuff, and she's right. she's done some really interesting things, and. She had a death grip over me the year I was 28. Um, <laughs> and now that I'm 30, it's like, yeah, she's like one of many big bell hooks is another person yeah. I've read about a little mm. bit. Um, you know, just really good to have some positive inputters. <laughs> There's a whole airplane ticket in this book. Um, <laughs> speaking of Brene Brown, have been reading, I just finished the self-help book, Think Again by Adam Grant, which mm-hmm. has an attestation from Brene Brown sit on the back. Seal of approval. That seal is a seal of approval. of approval right there. <laughs> like, it was to the point where, like, when I was listening to this podcast and you started talking about Brene Brown, I was like, I really should. Like, it's taken me two years to read that book. And I was like, I really should, like, finish that book that my mother Absolutely. gave me passively, aggressively. We all have that one book. Yeah. In, which, in which my mother gave it to me and then it challenged like at the end of this book spoiler alert uh it challenges you to like rethink your career fairly regularly and i'm like then start (laughs) rethinking my career and my mother because you know my mother is a step in for my therapist at this point in time uh, (laughs) turns around and goes whoa 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 sam why are you rethinking your career and i'm like the book told me to (laughs) i can't say no you gave me That's funny. It's, uh, no, and that's on, like, the evolving relationship with your parents, too. Um, Hear that, 100%. I, after reading the book, gave my mom the book, Daring Greatly, and I think she liked it. I think she enjoyed it. Um, We never actually talked about it, though. (laughs) That's key. (laughs) There was a couple hints. What of Brene Brown's work have you... Oh, go ahead. I haven't read much of it. It's more videos and bits and pieces, only because my mother is obsessed. So she's like, here, watch this video of Renee Brown talking at 10, you know. That's, um, to, to say, oh, I've only really listened to her uh, bits that your, my mom has sent me is really real, because I do understand that I am not maybe her traditional demographic. <laughs> <laughs> the gifts of imperfection. I think everyone is needs to have like a book. brush with Brene Brown. <laughs> yeah, that should be like required. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, and I think too what required reading. <laughs> and this is, I think, just on. I don't know what to title this exactly. We can mm-hmm. find it afterwards. I would listen to a lot of her like podcast episodes um, when I was out west, like on a hike or going to a hike. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say is I have listened to a lot of her stuff while surrounded by some of the most gorgeous scenery mm-hmm. our country has to offer. And I can't downplay mm-hmm. that multiplying effect, you yeah. know, on everything else too. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I will though at times like just borrow some of her sayings. Um <laughs> and my students think I'm like wise and <laughs> a wise tree. And a, yeah, a wise tree with <laughs> <Maybe>. a podcast. <laughs> 
And so I'll be like, well, you know, kid, I'm glad you said it because, you know, shame only exists in the shadows. And they'll be like, hmm. and then I'll be like, I think uh, right now you need to kind of pick courage over comfort. And comfort's the easy choice in the immediate, but not long term. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. It's the high heel and the Bobby choice. Uh, it's just like the high heel. No. I'm like trying to force Birkenstocks on all of them. The I teach acting like they are going to be lesbians when I'm done with them. (laughs) (laughs) The men and the women. (laughs) They will all slowly morph into Kate McKinnon. That is specifically why I bring them to live theater downtown. I like manage to find a way to incorporate it into the lesson and that's great. And that's also like a big part of it is making sure they understand how big the world is and that they can kind of play whatever role they want in it. But I think a part of it is too is like, do you see what disposable income and a place downtown could get you? You could do this. (laughs) (laughs) Could waste your money on really expensive trains. And that's not specifically gay, but it is pretty queer coded. Yeah, like a nice little meal downtown. 100%. Walk in a park. We grab a slice at Union Station, and I'm like, sit wherever you... Yes, it's a good day, and I get to do it four times a year. Actually, it might just be for me. It might literally just be for me. (laughs) Can I come? Yes. I bring Lydia sometimes. I'm not even joking. Friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We're just spiraled. No, no. I've definitely had my English teacher use theater as an excuse... Use our class as an excuse to go see live theater. Yep. Specifically, my, to take her daughter out on a, like a night on the town. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and this is now I'm thinking about it. It was an abuse of power. But okay. <laughs> here's because um, and this is real talk for any teachers out there listening right now. Um, a movie day is great. That's fine for the first period. And then second period rolls around, and you have to restart the video, because obviously they mm-hmm. weren't in first period. Mm-hmm. And then when you teach five periods mm-hmm. a day, by the time you get to the fifth period, you're like, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> Why would I ever pick this? But a theater field trip, because you have yeah. to, like, this transportation yeah. and stuff, takes up so much more time, <laughs> and you only have to see it once. <laughs> yeah, that is the correct move, actually. It's great. Yeah. I have often. No, I feel like my English teacher, through like my final three years of high school, specifically chose books that she knew there were plays and like musicals mm. coming out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called a. And it was one of those. You're like, I'll put this, like, this book is on lovely, my desk. lovely. And then we have the next three months. Exactly. <laughs> the thing is, then because it was theater. The drama student, the drama department would get wind of what's going on and would also send the drama kids. So there were some kids who went and saw this play twice because they wouldn't book it at the same time. The drama kids would go like a day before or a day after. And so that's the dream. It'd be an afternoon to be wandering around. I have joked several times that I'm the last happy teacher in America. And I do think it's because I do a lot of stuff like this. (laughs) I can't put any of it in a book. This is a life experience. <laughs> I just walk in every day and I'm like, how can I make this enjoyable for me? What, what am I going to do in here? I am the main character. I have like, like how, how... Speaking of creating a podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> Where am I right now? I feel like Maya's been like... <laughs> This is me most like a little bit victimized. She is my pillar in the storm. And so, yeah, she gets the worst of it. (laughs) But she's what grounds me. (laughs) Listen, my job is sitting in meetings of older white men all the Mm. time. And every once in a while, someone will give me the power to lead the meeting. And then I'm like, okay, let's bring it back. (laughs) 
let's get back to the point we were on, which was point number one A. <laughs> Three hours in. Can we read back the minutes? Hello, everyone. Okay, so now that we're all caught up on the official business that's happened. It's like 40% of my job. It's actually, okay, so, so funny. To talk about the podcast for a second. It is so funny when we have to talk, like, business on the podcast. Because even in text form, things suddenly get, like, weirdly formal. <laughs> We'll be like, oh, did you see this? And there's like two misspellings and it's just like a picture gets sent. And then I'll get like a grant, comma, can you respond to the message in the email right now? Love my. Okay. And I'll be like, yes, comma, will buy EOD. Yeah. <laughs> and then like four hours later, I had this weird idea for a thing. Right? <laughs> Yeah, super official. That is me and my and my co-workers. We, like, there's only seven of us in the office. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be the most unhinged conversations about the stupid shit that's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, can you get this story done by three o'clock? I need to put it in the layout to be printed tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, by the way, did you hear what Diane said? <laughs> well, this has been fun, but I actually, just now time crunch. I need you to act. <laughs> I'll get off the... The thing is, the hardest part, and I think this is where, like, I've never done acting, but this is where, like, the performer in me comes out, like, is me on the phone to either my boss or, like, someone who owns a variety of businesses in town. Because you don't own less than one business in our town. I don't know why. Just everyone owns more than one business. (laughs) Yeah. All right, fair enough. Anyway, be on the phone with someone... (laughs) One of our friends is a small business owner. We get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would it, I'd be on the phone and like the two other co-workers who share the office with me, I they only hear half of the conversation. So like sometimes you're having a conversation and you want them to clue in what's going on. So you start like doing that, repeating what they mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That was the oh. first 10 minutes of this when only I could hear what Sam was saying. <laughs> Yeah. And you would just give me a look, and I'd be like, okay, yep, mm, and this is the feedback that I'm <laughs> Sam oh, says, hi, still Jenny. Can't hear you. Oh, yeah, I did receive your story. No, we didn't receive the photo. Could you send that email again? <laughs> this kind and they're of stuff- like, oh, no, Jenny rang. <laughs> See, this kind of stuff it's is great. the wave. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, everyone listen. They've yes. Or, no, this or, is, the, or the opposite direction, whether they're like, oh, yeah, I've got something I need you to tell Jenny. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll post it slide. Yeah. <laughs> this is so great because I've known, I've known since I was like 14 or 15 years old that I wanted to be a teacher. And so then it was like, check, move on. Like, I haven't ever been able to envision what anyone else does for their job. I'm like, what do you produce? What do you, what do you mean you like? go to work like what's going on and so all the time i'm like so phone call you do this ken's job is <laughs> spreadsheet you know it's like none of it makes any sense to me and like every year there's a day in which we're testing <laughs> and i just have to be on my computer as the testing happens and it's a great day to get caught up on like invoices for stuff that we've bought for the theater class respond to some like organizational emails things like that and mm-hmm. there's always a moment where i'm like wow i have just burned through my to-do list it must be the end of the day. And it's like 9.45. And I'm like, how is this some people's life? I don't get that at all. So much love if that's yours. Sorry. Forgot it's not just the three of us in this conversation. <laughs> Forgot I was being recorded. My bad. 
My job is actually email. It's not spreadsheet. I'm sorry. Thank this you. Ken's job is it's, getting mad at Grant. <laughs> rapid fire texting Grant when she knows he can't respond. Hey, sorry. Just finished supervising a cafeteria full of children. Y'all get that business pitch ready for you next. <laughs> work-life balance is very strange right now it really is for me it's with the time zones especially having most of the people who help me organize things being in the states Mm -hmm. it's they've always sent me a request at like 8 45 Mm -hmm. and i leave the house at nine o'clock to be at work at nine o'clock like Mm. yeah uh, we only live five minutes away from the offers (laughs) i would get we we can't turn up on time i don't know I feel when I'm having some bad times, but, I'll leave my house at nine o'clock to get to my work at nine o'clock, but it's 20 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if you buy everyone coffees, no one's mad. That's like, so true. Mm, that's a good point. There was like one summer where you couldn't um, fire gay people and we were just <laughs> showing up everywhere with iced coffees Coffee? late to things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that for them. <laughs> no. Life's about balance. Yeah. for some reason that brought back to memory of um standing outside a target in the buy finger guns shirt in hawaii (laughs) waiting for oh sam you really have listened to the podcast that really is we're a lot so to really actually listen to us is a huge thank you justin dustin get it if you like the references you didn't get in this episode of this podcast please go and listen to what i love because it's like the chaotic energy i aspire to be 70 percent of the time we got this really wonderful message the other day that truly blew us away and it was a person said they got in their car off their work and as they were turning their car on they said i should call grant and maya and then she remembered that she's just been listening to us and doesn't actually know us personally and that is yes we just yeah that one got me we just we want to invite you into our friend group and then we want you to get all of our jokes and if you don't you can leave that's fine we're good well well we laughed we laughed that's really okay If you didn't laugh, we all did, so. Exactly. (laughs) That Lee episode was great, though, because he was our first guest ever Mm -hmm. on a podcast. Yeah. And I do feel a smidge like we kind of captured lightning in a bottle. Oh, my God. Because neither one of us knew what that story was. (laughs) So we were both hearing it for the first time ever. But then also... it was so funny. It was so funny to watch Lee watch us yes. hear the story for the first time. I think it was funny for Lee to watch us what? be concerned at parts he hadn't realized how much in danger he was in. <laughs> we were both like, wait, what are it you was- doing? And he goes like, yeah, you know, I'm alone in the woods. <laughs> it was the point about half an hour towards the end where Lee goes, we haven't even gotten to the bad part yet. And I'm like... Yeah. We're almost two hours into yes, a podcast yes. episode. I have become a public embarrassment with the amount of laughing I've done. <laughs> we what, what else is going on? I know. Grant and I, we, had, we took like two breaks during that episode. And every the first one, the first time, Lee was like, we haven't even like gotten into the story yet. Yeah, like, we're in the setup phase. <laughs> the second part was like, Grant, he's like, I still have half of the story left and we're like what else could you possibly have done in this story i think we even start to say at certain points go ahead 
I was about to say, I'd like to commend you guys for your self-control in that second half of the story. Letting him just dead. Just, like, letting the concerns just float by on the river. I was like, we just need to get the, the story out and then we can talk about it all in one group because I, mm, I don't think he's going to get it. You can hear it in our voices and I think we even say it at certain points where we're like, Maya and I were like, well, okay. And then Lee was like, and then, and we're like, oh no, sorry. We thought the story was done. We're in the like, we and were, so what's the life yes. lesson? Like three different times. We like try and wrap up and Grant's like, and Lee's like, yeah, so, and then yeah. I like, Go to this target parking lot. <laughs> it was the point where it's like, I have an undisclosed appointment. And I was like, oh yeah, we're getting towards the end of the story because the undisclosed appointment, if he reveals it now, you guys are going to get sidetracked. It was like, no, that was the actual story yes! you had been building to for two hours. <laughs> Oh my god, that story. It, yeah, we got a message about that story. We got a couple messages oh, about that story that was like, well, I laughed has now been banned from our office. Because <laughs> <laughs> two of us listen to it and we can't stop laughing and it's disturbing the peace. And then another one was like, I got a nosebleed because <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I ruined her shirt. <laughs> We're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember us being like, well, it's so long. It's a lot longer than our usual episodes. Mm-hmm. Should we cut it in half? But it's like, how do you how keep do you that thread? It? Where do you stop it at? Yeah. Yeah. I also, it reminded me, like, re-listening to it, it reminded me of the first time we, like, really decided to do this. I think you and I were, like, riffing on someone at a party. <laughs> and it was like, well, this was fun. We should do no, this. No, I remember exactly what it was. Ooh, what was it? We have a mutual friend, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> and we I mentioned- do love how there is like a whole cinematic universe here of like mutual friends and it is great it's true. it is I think the only reason why any of these named supporting actors listen to yeah. us <laughs> like what are they gonna mention me oh shit um, we're at we're somewhere and Danny was there and I was sitting next to Danny and you mentioned something about a podcast and then Danny leans over to me and goes, you and I should start a podcast so just so that we can say we started one before Grant. And my brain went, I should start a podcast with Grant. That's such a good story that I will have to use at the exact right moment. I love Danny, and he really is. Honestly, he's probably maybe more virtuous in principle oh, yeah. than I am. Danny believes the truth is the most important thing you mm-hmm. could tell in a story, and I think we know that's not true. A little bit of embellishment makes a story even better, oh, yeah. and just like easier to understand, yeah. too. And that's really the push and pull. Yeah. So <laughs> we're on a trip last year, and there's a couple people, and I think Danny has some like liquid courage in in him and he goes all right fine fine all right i'm gonna tell the story i'm gonna tell this story the way grant would tell the story no he told the best story of his life (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't mention that night a lot (laughs) that's so funny he learned hyperbole that day you learned nothing (laughs) he did learn i learned empathy he learned hyperbole (laughs) And then when we released the first set of episodes, he he came up to me. He knew that if he came up to Grant, Grant would be like, I don't care. Be but he, he came up to me and was like, you mentioned that I won fourth in this 5K. I actually won third. And I just wanted you to know that. And I was like, okay, that's great. And then I told Grant, and Grant was like, yeah, he knew that if he told me, it would die there. No, I said, I think I said specifically, I think he knows that if he told me, I'd be like, we can cut it if you want. 
<laughs> you, entirely. You can be not mentioned at all. Is that what you're asking for? You're welcome. <laughs> he would be cut. Like be cut from like a team. Cut. Yeah. We can write you off. Don't think we wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, you off like Glee style. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. the podcast has been great. It's been great for our friendship. I mm-hmm. think it has been great for our extended friendships too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's to find out how they want to give feedback, who listens. Uh, I think I have found who in my life are the truth tellers who will tell oh, yeah. me exactly what they think. And while that is really tough to hear sometimes, <laughs> ultimately really useful. Yeah. And that list is like my yeah. mom. Casey, but in a nice way. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Lydia, Danny, and then my friend Shelby, who's a pharmacist, who I've been yeah. friends with for 13 years. And on this last vacation together, we're at the airport, and she was like, it's just, like, fun being around you, Grant. And I was like, don't get emotional now, Shelby. It's <laughs> not how this relation... What, am I supposed to have something nice to say back uh, with no preparation? <laughs> you know what, Lisa- Becoming a mother changed you. Sorry. <laughs> I went to dinner with Lee recently and it was also with Abby and they were talking about compliments and how like neither of them are good at like taking or giving compliments. And I was like, haha, And like not really in the conversation. And Lee went, yeah, sometimes I give compliments to Maya just cause I like to watch her squirm. I'm like, wow. And so the haha fooled you again. Delicious kindness. I love it. Yeah. Spiteful kindness. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully we covered all of the questions. I, I would love to know what questions were prepared for us before we started talking about reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> reptiles is where this podcast went off the rails, and I'm not mad about it. I was trying to talk about the pot again at the end to like redeem ourselves a little <laughs> like, bit. We're like, we can dance if you want us to dance. Yes. <laughs> Let's come full circle. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like. I think I have one more question. It's very, very journalism. Um, very journalism as in, I feel like I'm at work asking uh, and interviewing questions for an article I'm about to sit down and try to write and mentally not be in the game for it. Um, <laughs> sorry. Me. Uh, that's a very specific reference to my sundowning at 2pm each week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> each day, time. each um, week. Anyway. <laughs> Each day, actually, yeah, yeah. let's be honest. Uh, but also, like, looking forward, I don't know, like, did you ever expect to, I don't know, have the kind of traction you guys have at the moment? Grant made a face that he didn't, but I know in his heart of hearts, he really hoped it would. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I don't know, you guys have... <laughs> I was really hoping we would have, like, I was thinking that if we kept at it for long enough, we would eventually gain some traction. I did not expect the amount of traction that we gained so quickly. Because right. we're at like 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe if we were like, we were going for like a year, maybe we'd be where we are right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so no. <laughs> Grant has an ego I do on have him, to admit, <laughs> I do have to admit, I've been doing this for three years, and I, admittedly, I've put various amounts of effort into yeah. it. Nowhere near the kind of traction that you guys have, like, organically, which has, like, been amazing to watch, it's, because it's, like, yeah. <laughs> the chaotic energy that you two bring, and somehow still manage to tell a story at the same time, <laughs> like, gets, like, it, it makes me, like, tear up a little bit. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's like, oh, they're, they're true. <laughs> they could belong on SNL and I wouldn't be surprised. 
Christ. Don't put me near Kate McKinnon. I will not behave myself. Don't ask Maya to do it live. <laughs> I, um, I think, no. So I think, gosh, when we actually published on May 31st, it was we were on Spotify. And mm-hmm. that was an out-of-body mm-hmm. experience just to be like, oh, I could play, the, mm-hmm. I can down, like, this is how I get all my other yeah. podcasts. And then, like, that first week, yeah. <laughs> we were having, like, very, very very small listener numbers, but it was like all of our friends and it was like, people were like listening to it and making references to it. And that was really engaging. And then there was like that week where things like really kind of took off at first. Mm -hmm. And truthfully that scared me a little bit. And I think there was a moment where we both looked at each other and were like, do you want to quit? No, (laughs) no, I think we're good. And, and (laughs) you can actually tell, I won't say which one, but you can tell which episode we recorded during that time. Yeah. We're so stiff and like so conservative and reserved. Like, sorry to that episode. I hope we did that story justice. It was just, it might just be us being fully aware of what we were like thinking at that time. Because I remember after that big like takeoff happened, Grant came in and just sat in the chair. (laughs) And then I sat opposite him (laughs) as far away as I could on the couch. And we were like, so... Uh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> and since then, it's been, I think, I mean, this is going to sound so corny. Mm-hmm. I know it is. But I think after that moment, what we've been trending back to is back to those earlier episodes mm-hmm. where it was like you and I just hanging mm-hmm. out, talking. More I think, genuine. Try- yes. Like not trying to be funny. I joke yeah. in episode 13 that like the actual theme of this podcast is friendship. <laughs> um, and I do legitimately every time that I come over to mm-hmm. MySpace to record, I'm excited to hang out with Maya yeah. and like the, po- like the podcast is fun but I s- have terrible posture so every time I leave my like back hurts but it's like I've had a yeah I'm like this all the time <laughs> and so I, like, I leave having hung out with my best friend and yeah. so that's been a lot of fun and I think mm-hmm. you know as long as that keeps going to tr- uh, try to imagine where we might be in a year having published more because 14 feels like so much work already and I'm not even doing any of the editing I don't know if this response has any thread. It's just like word vomit. (laughs) No. Maya, I I suppose, like, did you... Podcast editing sucks. Um, I do not wish podcast editing upon anyone. How are you going with, like, being the the content? So I... I Yeah, I've been working in Photoshop for... Since I was, like... I want to say like 1415, I like took up conceptual photography. And so Mm. I've known how to use Adobe Suite for a while. And then that got a lot bigger in college. So I've never actually dealt with any of the recording features in Adobe until the podcast Mm. started. But it it has been easier. It's like learning Excel after you've learned Microsoft Word. You know, it's like kind of the same idea. And so honestly, I don't do a ton of editing on the uh, like audio side of it anymore. I don't try and like do audio scrubbing or like any of that kind of stuff. I just like mostly rely on the quality of our like microphones and then try and keep Grant's yes. like this far away from him. So and then every time I say anything interesting, well, that I think is interesting, which is always just exclusive to me. <laughs> but anytime I think I have something interesting to say, I do this. And I want to punch him in the face. But then she will like quietly like <laughs> laugh and then like with that extended arm, like push it back a little bit more. Yeah. We're kind to each other. Yeah. Um, and then figuring out how to do the video was a whole other thing. Cause at first I was just editing in mm-hmm. audition and now it's like, I figured out the best way to like edit all in one place. And like I've in my like type a control freak brain, I've had to be like, okay, that sound doesn't sound right, but I will do like the bare minimum 
to get it fixed because I am working a full-time job outside of <laughs> podcast editing. Yes. And for a while, I was like counting my hours so that I would know. I think our plan, we don't make money now, but our plan after we like yeah. have, we've made some money once we pay back all of the like upfront fees, like the cost of the microphones and the sound equipment and everything will be to pay me mm-hmm. for some of my labor. And so right. I was tracking how much that is. Yes. And it's like between like 10 to 15 hours for a, like a shorter episode, mm-hmm. 15 to 20 for like, a longer episode that's more involved. Editing the reels is yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah, it takes a really long time. Um, I am always, like, in admiration. Because me, one-man band, <laughs> I just don't have the capacity Maya for, like, a lot of social media content. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do the social Maya, media. Maya, like, I, I, I'm often in awe of people who, like put through you know not just edit the podcast but also then somehow goes let's take this reels content out of this you know and like thank you put it <laughs> it's been because it's, it's yeah it, it's not easy like first of all you've got to like edit the the podcast itself and just go mm-hmm. you know does this make sense is right. this intelligible yeah and then it's like okay what parts do we want to feature on our social media and like mm-hmm. what strategy are we following and bits and pieces like yeah you know, there's no uh, and I think if anyone was listening to this and was like wanted to learn anything, it's like nothing is ever not done on purpose. Like, right. yeah. especially when it comes to like putting things through social media or like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. even putting a podcast together. It's Yeah. Grant and well, I have yeah. both learned a lot about like social yes. media strategy and stuff, which is crazy. And there's always so much more to learn, both in the editing and right. the planning and the strategizing and interactions. And there's just like a whole other world that I feel like we're like, 10% deep in. Right. Like, she will get, like, mm-hmm. nine reels a week ready, so we publish a new video content every day, and then some days we have two, which is super awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever she sends me videos or audio f- to, like, check out to make sure we're all on the same page, I know at least kind of hypothetically how much time has already been spent on that and try to get it done as soon as possible. Like, I don't think I've ever told you this in like late June, I was driving to Roxborough state park yeah. and I saw the text message that then had a lot of attachments and I knew exactly what it was. And I literally pulled off into this random neighborhood in Highlands ranch Aww. and watched every single one of them. Cause I was like, if I go on a hike for like three hours and then come back and then watch them and send them like five hours later, she's like probably her computer right now ready to schedule i need to do this for her like this is additional i can hang out i can do this for 15 minutes and yeah 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 so like, thank I, you i hope the fact that i i'm, no, it's, it's I'm a gay man so showing up on time to record is always going to be a challenge awesome. for me but otherwise i respect your time a lot and i try no, to be it, quick it, on the it shows up it shows up <laughs> i'm aware it's a friendship podcast <laughs> target lady hands I'm, <laughs> glad the chocolate lady hands are back yes yeah. absolutely wow it's been in every episode working on wow. i know this unless you are on our youtube though you just don't yeah, know you amazing well thank you so much for coming and chatting i feel mm. like yeah, if, if you've made it to the end of this episode, A, congratulations, and B, I'm sorry? Yeah, thanks. No, I'm not sorry, actually. I'm not sorry. That's how we end all of our episodes. Absolutely. We're like, thanks for making it this far. This is like There's a big no exhale. We're like, oh, okay, so, yeah, but thanks. <laughs> no, for well, we clarity, like- where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> 
Um, on social media, like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, we're Well I Laughed. Oh, and Facebook. And then if you want to Gmail us, we're Well I Laughed Pod at gmail.com. And then we have a Patreon, Well I Laughed Podcast. If you want more of us, which we think is also That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, but we do post there pretty regularly <laughs> too, which is great. Yeah. And um, yeah, Good. love to hear from you guys. We respond. I try to respond within a date everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're lucky, I might respond. Yeah, I know. Because I'm bored. I'm, I'm, I'm the better writer. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare glimpse, not a better glimpse. That's <laughs> 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 So anyways, yeah, this is actually also how we wrap up. We like try to wrap up and then we do one more bit. So yeah, find us on social medias. Give yep. us to where you get all your podcasts yeah and um, and i hope you laughed because well i laughed laughed. (laughs) (laughs) we did has there been anything you've been listening to or reading that you i don't know wanted to get out of your system so final hurrah i've been really into mixed biographies lately Mm. and i recently read a book called the Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by Caitlin Doughty. Mm. And it's about like a, a woman who goes into the crematorium business in California. And so she starts discussing like, she had a very traumatic experience as a child. So she's been like fascinated with death and she has a degree in anthropology. And so she talks about her experience in the crematorium and all of the cultures around the world and how they deal with death and like our problems with it and how we fight against it and that kind of stuff. And that's been really fascinating and has really changed a lot of my like outlook yeah. on living wow yeah i uh, i've been reading the art of gathering by priya mm-hmm. parker or i think that's her last name sorry i'm so bad yeah oh i got it right priya parker <laughs> that's what i was checking my phone and then everything i know about love which is a book of essays by uh dolly alderton mm-hmm. um both of those are cool fun to be yeah. You know, thinking and reflecting, and I love a dinner party. So the art oh, of gathering I, has been really great. I also love a good fantasy romance moment, mm. but we won't talk about that here. Because <laughs> that is my shame to bear. <laughs> I love the weird boundaries we find. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm about to launch into another story, so I got to stop. But yeah. yeah, we're both like, and that's my relationship <laughs> with God. Say, but I'm not going to tell you what I read in my free time. <laughs> God forbid. Yes. I don't want you to know. No, very fascinating as to what boundaries are. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. I went also on the verge of a story on that one. <laughs> yeah. um, I you can <laughs> um, I you can find me at send off the dot journalist on Instagram and TikTok and the con- the podcast on content and uh, whoa whoa <laughs> words. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, I like absolutely. went a bullet a gate and they did not work. The podcast can be found at Content the Letter N Capable um, on Instagram. Um, we don't exist anywhere else because um, that's all I can handle at the moment. No, that's super Made a business suite, my friend. If you're yeah. a Facebook, you could be there. Yeah. Um, I love the Meta Business Suite. If um, yeah, if it could actually work on the different platforms the same way, be great. I literally because can only use it for on Facebook. Web, yeah, um, that's. Annoying. I love checking all yeah. of our Instagram messages and then moving over to Facebook where I'm still reading all of our Instagram messages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> I love getting um, two sets of notifications on my phone from Instagram yes. and the Meta Business Suite. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I really like, I, I read yeah. one and the other one's still not read. <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. And Sam, thank you for having us on. Yeah, this really has so been a blast. It's No, thank you. This was a crazy kind of like test subject case for us because we've never been like in the wild like this before with nothing <laughs> holding us in. And so this has been truly yeah, a wonderful really experience. Fun. Yeah. <laughs>
And next time I'm sure States... it'll be mildly less unhinged next time. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's that, even yeah. what we want. <laughs> <laughs> but next time you're in the States, can we get fit? And you're in if you find yourself in Colorado, right. let us know. Then we'll show you an actually okay. beautiful part Last of the story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Last story. I almost extended my trip by a week to go hiking in Colorado because of you guys. Ah. You guys have, like, you need to be paid by the Colorado Tourism Board because... I'll email them. (laughs) Grant's talking about hiking. (laughs) Yeah. I love how every time I talk about hiking, I'm like, so there I am, freaking out about the state of my life in a gorgeous hike. (laughs) And everyone's like, wow, I should hike too. (laughs) Every time I'm like, I'm out there working through stuff, and people are like, I bet the colors are gorgeous. <laughs> they are. They absolutely are. Not of my life. Exactly. But the aspens are great. Absolutely. If you're gonna if you're gonna spiral, couldn't pick a better place. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, please. Next time you're in the states, come to Colorado. We'd be happy to uh, yeah. give you tips, show you around. Absolutely. Content and Capable was recorded, edited, and produced by Samuel O'Brien. You can follow the podcast at Content, the letter N, Capable on Instagram, and you can find it on Facebook. You can also send an email through to contentandcapablepod at gmail.com with any of your thoughts, queries, or concerns. The best way to support the podcast is to leave a review on your preferred podcatcher so more people can hear the podcast. The art was done by Opia, and the music was written, edited, and produced by Jason Hilton. Content and Capable is proud to be a part of the Deus Ex Media Network, where you can find a podcast for any of your nerdy interests. Hey folks, Alex and I have been traveling, so there's no new episode today. But don't worry, there'll be one on Friday, I promise. I will make that happen for you. Our schedule's been pretty crazy. And we haven't really had time to sit down to record The Great Divide, but I prepared this little trailer for you guys, and I hope you all like it. So, enjoy! Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables could stand against his trolling, but when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you, sitting there on a seal. Well, now look back at me. I'm on on an even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. A randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. Don't forget to rate and review, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Dave X Media. Um, this joke will sound better when I edit it. Um... <laughs> Where is it? I sent the photo to my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if Grant had the editing power, he too would say that. <laughs> I just have to snap, which is my way of requesting that she cuts things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>